Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everywhere. Yeah, and you know, familiarize yourself with those rules that Dan's gonna tell you about. What are they? What are the things we always talk about? I forget. What uh, they call the scoring criteria. The scoring criteria. That one. That one. Yes. Three and a half pages. It's a long read. Read it. it bring your bookmark just in case. Mm-hmm. Don't want you to lose your place. <laughs> Dan, uh, it has been a long, long day for me. Yeah. Sixteen hours ago, I woke up on a World War II ship. Mm. Between then, I took two separate small naps. Mm. Went to two separate youth wrestling practices and worked a full work shift. Kids are wrestling. Kids are wrestling. Did I not mention this yet? I did not know that. The kids are wrestling. That's awesome. They, uh, I, I, I was, I was going to boast about it, but, but instead I'll, I'll be truthful here. Here's a, here's a funny little anecdote. My, my oldest son who's in third grade, uh, I asked him, so what did you learn today? And he said, well, I, we, we practice takedowns. And double eggs. I said, did you say double egg or double leg? He said, double egg. All right. I was like, no, no. It's a, it's a double leg. Or, you know, he might have. I can't remember if it was egg or A. He might have oh, said okay. double A's. Whatever it was, it wasn't right. Okay. But I corrected him and I explained why, you know, to help him understand it's a double leg because you're going for both legs. Um, mostly, he spent the time just hanging out with Buddy doing their own version of the wrestling mat practice, which, A, whatever. He's having yeah. fun. He's uh, <laughs> hopefully doing a version of wrestling, which is fine. I'm not expecting to be raising the next Kale Sanderson here. Don't think that's in the cards, but uh, I'd just be happy if he has a good time. And yeah, he maybe maybe builds a little core strength. That's really it. And he's enthusiastic about anything he does, so that's good. Has fun with it. He's like, you know what would be really cool? If I didn't give my back, I rolled to it and I triang- triangled people and strangled them. I would be if he came I'd be him. happy with it if he found that he kind of liked this kind of thing and that it made it easier when I finally do put him in jiu-jitsu. Mm. I'm not ready for the jiu-jitsu thing yet because I'm watching how wrestling's going and that was a lot cheaper and, <laughs> and, and we don't have to pay that every single month for him. so we'll, we'll wait until I think he might be more into the the actual events of the of the day and not make his own schedule but, um, and and dub- double legs on the basketball court are fouls. Uh, not if you're playing. Uh, that's true. Dagestani basketball. Yeah, if you're, if you're playing, that is different. In fact, that's probably two points. <laughs> true. <yeah>. Two. <laughs> it's there's. It's actually like a legit sport. That's my understand. I but, didn't know that it was, and I think but, I've come so, to the understanding it kind of is. So it's basketball. I from from what I'm seeing is one player is designated to go for like a takedown, like per possession. I think. Oh, is that what it is? Just one but, guy. But to debt to. To declare it, you have to take your shirt off before you do it. <laughs> the, there's cl- I admit, my algorithm from from Instagram got all wild, and I I stumbled a bunch of of, of these types of videos. And it se- every time before someone took someone down, they had to take their shirt off. Okay. And then they get them from behind, they suplex them. Well, what happens when everybody <laughs> runs out of shirts, or do they put them back on? I think they. I'm assuming they put them. I was back gonna say, on. I, I was gonna say, do they just all end up shirtless? And at <laughs> the end, really... it's like, well, we used up all our takedowns. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I <laughs> go figure. Um, but yeah, so been, been a wild, uh, 16 hours for me. And, uh, what that means is the reason why I woke up on a world war two ship is I was on a cub scouts trip with, mm-hmm. with my oldest, uh, the, my third grader. And so we stayed overnight at the intrepid in New York. That's a, that's a warship. It was, it was a warship. We learned that it was attacked by a kamikaze plane. We watched some, some morbid video where they, the guy explained that, Hey kids, where you're all standing here. 
if you were standing here 80 years ago, you would be dead. I was like, well, this is great. I actually came across videos of World War II kamikaze pilots crashing into ships. Sure. Yeah, they're Recently. out there. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, I was, was this why you were doing MMA film study or how'd this happen? Um, Former training partner posted something. Mm, gotcha. I do. I'm interested in World War II. I'm always intrigued by World War II. It was cool to be on the on the Intrepid. Absolutely, you know, we got to tour stuff. We saw a bunch of other things, like a like a space shuttle was in there. Mm. And there was lots of cool stuff. Um, but because I was there on Saturday night, gosh darn it, I missed the whole live fights of this highly anticipated fight night from the Apex. I it was the one to miss. Yes, that was. That was how I yeah. read it. Um, but I did ultimately, once lights went out at midnight, oh my God, keeping all these kids up till midnight and then wake them up at 630. That was insane. Um, but once the lights did go out, I went back and I watched the main event and I, you know, ultimately caught up on, with a bunch of the fights as well. I, I missed some of the fights still. I've tried, I've still some things to fill in, but I've got everything we're going to talk about mm-hmm. on today, which is nice. Um, so I can say that I'm probably one of the very few people, if uh, maybe the only one who's ever watched UFC on the Intrepid. Huh. I'm pretty sure they've had some boxing shows on the Intrepid. Yeah, not the Live same. Live shows. Not the same. Yeah, I, I suppose. We're, we're, a, we're an MMA show. Okay. You don't even care about boxing when it's like the giant fights. What are you talking about boxing? Get out of here. Hit the I road. Was, I was just saying combat sports. So they might have had a UFC event or MMA event. Sorry for the you know casual. Sure. Whatever. Effing casual. Um, But yeah, we, we are going to talk about that event. Or at least parts of it, mm-hmm. because hey, it's what we do, right? It gave us some good stuff, actually, for for the so, show. I think absolutely, for but our show, but even before good. we do that, Dan, we had we're coming off of a, a very intriguing week yeah. with regard to MMA regulation, rules, officiating, all that mm-hmm. stuff, because the MMA Rules Committee met this week and passed two changes to what they're what they will propose anyway for a vote at this year's ABC conference. Two changes to the rules, one of which affects the grounded fighter definition. The other is to remove 12 to 6 elbows as an illegal strike. Okay. Let me start real quick. Okay. Have at it, man. You go. Why are we waiting until we go to Kentucky? (laughs) Why are we waiting? Just everyone, all, all the ABC, everybody involved, get on a Zoom call, have the vote. Put it in play as immediately. I don't understand the reason for waiting till July. It's just the way I, they do it. I, there's no read. There's no need to. Just I'm not saying there's no need to. I mean, I, I guess I, I I understand what what it is. What it really comes down to talking because I did talk with Andy Foster after this past. He, he gave me some time this week and we spoke about this. Um, he does have to kind of go about explaining some of the changes to other regulators, maybe some that need to understand exactly what this is. Get the word out so that people understand that when the time comes to vote, they don't have to do a whole lot of conjecture around it. They can literally just do the vote. I mean, anyone who's watched the sport should be like, yeah, we should get rid of this. For the tw- You're talking about specifically 12 to 6, Elbow. 12 to 6 okay. and Grounded Fighter. I mean, I, I honest, I, I guess well, Toronto was out of the loop completely last time yeah, they yeah, did yeah. this. They, so maybe, they didn't even have the old one. The maybe they should one, be, should you know, briefed on it. But I, Andy is going so. to. He's talking with all the Canadian commissions. He's gonna. He's making his rounds. He's got appointments with tribal commissions, provincial commissions, state commissions. All these things. He's talking with everybody. He's he's really trying to get the word. He was on Ariel's show. The whole purpose was to get the word out. He was happy to speak with me for again the same reason, trying to get the word out. He was. He's happy to do that. Um, just just for argument's sake, or, or I might as well get the approved language out here on the show, and that is quote. 
a fighter shall be considered grounded and unable to be legally kneed or kicked to the head when any part of their body besides their hands or feet comes in contact with the canvas or ground. That is the language that we are attempting to get past, or the ABC is attempting to get past, the Rules Committee. Um, in, in essence, it's been explained to me that this is more or less going to match the NFL's definition of when a when a someone with the ball is down, right? Mm-hmm. So if the elbow touches, they're down. If they put just their hand down, not down. Knee, down. Two hands, not down. Mm-hmm. Not that people with football are putting two hands down. That would be impressive. That would where, be. where they hold the ball. That's what I'd like. Stuck in their helmet, like David Tyree. You know what? I've seen it like, because cornerbacks are not used to carrying the ball, so they always carry it very carelessly. It drives me nuts. Oh, so like maybe they would like, put the ball down. Put, yeah. And yeah, I guess. yeah, like, but, but like that four point. But they would be not downed. Right. So this, when I look at this and I hear that that explanation, it seems like it's going to be a much easier thing to enforce. Uh, and it also a more natural flow of the fight, the way things happen, because how often are we really seeing in practice a, a fighter has their hand down and they're kind of grounded, right? A lot of times it's placed there kind of by choice, right? Like the, playing the game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I love that the fact that we had this this week, and we can still talk about the the rule a little bit here, but, but it does segue so perfectly into this week's main event. Mm-hmm. Between Nasruddin Mavov and uh, and Roman Delidze, because Roman Delidze played the game every chance he got, and it even drew a foul at one point. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, thank God, this will be one of the last few times likely that this is going to happen, because it does sound like both of these rules are just going to pass. It's 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 not necessarily a foregone conclusion, but there's a lot of confidence on the part of Andy Foster, who you know seems to be reading the room, right? Mm-hmm. What's what's the quote? Play stupid game, win stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so instead instead of a beautiful finish, it would have been a finish, hundred mm-hmm. percent. We get a guy who loses a point. Well, to be fair, so, if if that if the rule was what it was, he wouldn't do that. Anymore. Maybe. Well, okay. <laughs> maybe. Fair enough, because as we know, fighters don't always know or abide mm-hmm. by the rules. So maybe he still does it, but. In theory, he's not supposed to be doing that anymore because it won't protect. There's Thank no you. need to yeah, do there's... it anymore. And that's the only reason he did it was to ground himself. And he did it many times. Mm-hmm. Now, Mavov was dumb to throw the kick when he did because he looked and he's like, yeah, all right, I'll throw it. <laughs> <laughs> almost got him in, Almost got him DQ'd it because he rid- wanted to fight Chris I, Curtis in the oh corner. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. I couldn't <laughs> believe that. I was like, what are you doing, guy? You're literally like on your way to a total win here and you're just trying to give the bag away uh as as best as you possibly can but yeah so it, it was it was just crazy to see in practice why we need to get rid of this thing because it's not it it's not natural when when delize is doing this at every turn in this fight it's not natural he is interrupting the flow of the fight and it was a little frustrating to see it go on that way because herb dean in particular has said before, he's, he's allocated before, he's like, I know when someone's playing the game, right? And someone's mm-hmm. actually doing it. And I have to think he knew that Roman Delize is playing the game here. He's not down because of a reason he's got to get up for. He's just got his hand down because he knows it protects him mm-hmm. from, a, from a tough situation. And it would have been, I'll, I'll offer a little, I guess it's some criticism here because I don't think Herb Dean should have allowed that to continue. It's, it's not, it goes against the spirit of the rule, right? 
Yeah, I so think. What, what, what would, would that fall under timidity? I don't know if that's what it is. Well, what would be the foul, though? Yeah, th- well, that's the que- I guess that is the question. So, you know, in, in essence, I would have to be able to explain why that. So maybe Herb does not necessarily deserve criticism, but, like, this is exactly the reason we need to get rid of this thing. It's, yep. it's when it comes down to it, maybe Herb is really not at fault here. So I'll, I'll walk that back. But this is exactly why we need to get rid of it. It was just a perfect reminder at the perfect time. Like, get this thing out of here. Mm-hmm. Now, I still wish they could just go all the way and just say, hey, if you're on your back, you're down. Or if you're on your butt, you're down. That's it. Or just allow ground knees and kicks. That Even be, better. That would be that would be best case. But this is, this a, is, good. This is a positive step. I, I don't see a whole lot of ways for this to go errant and wrong. Like, we may still have situations where like, someone puts a knee down. But it's like, you know what? At least you're really down if your knee is down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a different thing. Like, Aljo, Aljo had his knee down, right? In the, in the fight against Jan. Yeah. That was not the. I mean, he, could you argue he put himself down? Yeah, but the hand, but the, the hand doesn't matter. His knee is down. No, I'm saying he hammed it up a little bit. He did ham it up, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit. I don't know. I yeah. I don't necessarily want to go there, but but I think he's alluded to that a little bit. I and I don't know was, how much he wants to go into that, but it, it, unless he's just leaning into what everyone, I saying. think he might just be leaning so. into it. I mean, he look. Who knows? Because yeah. everyone I spoke to from that camp said he was not right the whole night. It looked uh, like a bad hit. Uh, so. Ray Longo said like he was not right that night, mm-hmm. you know, too. And Ray is a straight shooter. Yeah. Ray is a straight shooter. I don't think he's going to make stuff yeah. up. You know, I don't think he tolerates that. Mm. Even from his own guys, I really don't think he would. So I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll take them at their word for now Um, until someone says otherwise. Right. But uh, as I wipe off dust, from I appreciate you see that, me yeah. doing that. Yeah, <laughs> Dan's, com- Dan's computer is uh, covered in dust. I'm sitting on the other side of it. So like every once in a while, I'm just like brushing dust off briefly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Right. But yeah, th- at least in that situation, his knee really was down. That is a grounded yeah. foe. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. You should be fine with that, too. Yeah. For where we are right now. Yeah. Maybe we can get tired of it and say, okay, let's let's start moving the bar a little closer to just letting these happen. But this is good. I'm happy with it. And as far as those 12 to 6 elbows, God, it, even though it doesn't happen too often, as Andy Foster brought up, it's like this is not really something that comes up in a lot of fights. It is preventive, and they don't always have to be reactive with their stuff. And a lot of this was reactive, right? Changing this rule was reactive because mm-hmm. it was it was a problem every week in a lot of fights, big, small, wherever, anywhere. Um, here with the twelve to six, it's not very <laughs> frequent, but it's it's just why do we need it to be? Just get rid of it so it's not a problem later. So I saw I saw a clip of Big John ex- telling a story of Herb Dean refereeing, and mm-hmm. some guy was on his back, and he was doing what would be twelve to six if the clock was on the ceiling. Sure. But that's not illegal. And I guess Herb called it illegal. And he said, well, John, if the clock's on the ceiling, it's 12 to 6. He goes, and John's like, when the F do you have you ever seen a clock on the ceiling? <laughs> so I guess that's I guess that's where the clock doesn't move comes from. So it's really ceiling to floor. Yeah. But either way, it, it's always been a dumb rule. You know, we always hear Joe Rogan's explanation. That it's the guys were afraid of people breaking bricks and they, they saw that and they got in there. I have no idea if that's exactly what it was or not. Mm-hmm. So you never know if some things are just lore and things like that. I think we know by now Joe Rogan sometimes just talks. If this one, yeah, if if this one doesn't pass unanimously, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's gonna happen. I think this was a key step getting it over the hump. Um, and and I'm very glad. I'm glad to see it. I'm excited for someone to throw a bionic elbow and pay tribute to Dusty Rhodes in the middle of a fight. <laughs> oh man! But anyway, that that's I don't have anything more to add on those rules other than. You know, I'm excited for when we can big finally say forward. they're done. It's big yeah. steps, big steps about small things that that come up in big spots, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad to see it. Um, 
the, to get back over to especially a Mavo fight that that one with the with the foul that happened in round four, like we said, right? The the, the grounded. It was a kick that lands, right? This wasn't even the only foul of the night that was like prominent. We had we had two others. One fight ended prematurely as a result. Another, honestly, that was this was. I thought the first of these two was worse. The one in the heavyweight fight between Jamal Pogues and Thomas Peterson. Third round, Pogues yeah. gets poked. Nasty. It was. It was. It was. A, it was not intentional, of course. So but. it's it's a bad poke. My problem is it, it was from the thumb. Sure. And I don't know any kind of glove that would prevent a thumb. Sure. So that's fair. That that's sometimes incidental things happen. But how rare is the thumb? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was like it was bad. Sting stuff sucks, right? Yeah. It it just is what it is. I think honestly, I really just want to see fouls taken, points taken for things like that. I know it's it, it's not intentional, right? It's not like Peterson said to himself, "Let me poke this guy in the eye," <laughs> or "Let me be a little reckless with my thumb here." It was it was incidental with the thumb, like pushing on his shoulder. It wasn't even like the the distance fingers out kind of thing. It was a very freak thing. <laughs> Having said that, in a basketball game, nobody's really trying to hack them to death, especially a good shooter. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you foul them, and the penalty is. They either get the ball out of bounds or they get to shoot free throws. Well, actually, because it's shot, it would always be free throws. So um, it's frustrating to see that we can't just say the same thing. A fighter was damaged and diminished because he was poked in the eye. 100% Pogues is diminished. Yeah. No question. Mm-hmm. Take a point. That's what you do. And we don't see it enough. And it's, so, it, I don't even fault the particular referee here who's, who was a new referee as far as, far as I could recall. I've given it the name. Uh, Eric McMahon. Eric McMahon. Thank you. Uh, I'm not as familiar with him. I'm not either. But uh, hey, welcome to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he's been working in Nevada at smaller shows. I have no idea. But uh, again, I hadn't, didn't get the chance to look into him. But nonetheless, it's not his fault. It is a problem that I have with officiating on the whole mm-hmm. where we just allow these harsh warnings or or warnings and and warnings after warnings just take the point you can do it i know it's at your discretion but this isn't like oh he grabbed the fence too many times or oh it was a it was an uh you know a low kick that just kind of drifted in a little bit bothered him for a little while but he was fine this is your eye dude come on take a point yeah i think it all stems from them saying oh a point in a three-round fight is is huge tough break but Tough break. I, that, I'm saying that's where where it all comes. No, from, I, I believe, you're right. So. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I I'm not. I don't mean to to poo poo the idea. <laughs> but uh, I I I think it's time we start policing this more. So, uh, it does. It's not going to fix this, the problem. It's just we're penalizing it right. Just penalize it appropriately. That's I, all. I got a question now. What do you got? Obviously, a uh, fighter couldn't continue after an eye poke. Should that be no contest or DQ? Since right, so the fight you're talking about, Ali Askab, uh, Kizriev, and Mahmoud Muradov. Muradov couldn't continue; mm-hmm. he was poking the eye, um, and he's he has an eye poking pass too on the other side. I think they were mm-hmm. talking about it on the broadcast him and uh, Kyle Bahalio, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't distinctly remember it, but they did mention that. I was watching these fights on a ship at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, 11 seconds, eye poke, no contest, can't continue. I'm okay with a DQ. Mm-hmm. I am. Especially in a fight like this, I think I think you do have to give discretion for DQ or I uh, or or no contest based on the circumstances, right? If the fight is eleven seconds in, what is the point of sending it to the cards, you know, or right. or and what is the point of taking it away from him when it's just eleven seconds in? I mean, that doesn't seem doesn't seem necessary, you know. Nothing happened in that fight other than a foul. Let's just let's just take it off the books, make it a no contest, maybe run it back or something, you know. 
But yeah, if it's in a different time of the fight, you know, I think you can take the point and go to the cards or, you know, if it's malicious, I think you can DQ them. If it's if it's like bad, mm. if it's in, if you can look there and educatedly see and you'll never know. But if you can see it through your eyes and like this guy meant to hurt him with an eye poke, DQ him, take the win away, take take the ability to win away. But I think it should be rare for for an eye poke. OK, yeah. But like everything in MMA, it's very situational. There's no mm. like, there's no one thing that can kind of cover every instance when you're talking about stuff. Like it's it's too uh, it's too broad. You got any other thoughts on fouls? Well, there, there weren't any more fouls, right? Because I didn't get the chance to watch. I the mean, whole I'm card. sure I'm sure someone got some warnings for fence grabbing and other low blows throughout the night. How, how many how many uh, low blows? Uh, sure. It's probably like three or four. Fel- Paul Felder used <laughs> to keep a count. I had a, I did have. I hate the idea that. A click, a, a a kick can land clean, and the actual weapon that's that's used for striking, like the toes to the gut, sure, um, it lands on the belt line, mm. and because the bottom of the foot grazes the cup, it's a low blow. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion on that right now because that is tricky. That that's gonna take us down another road, and I have to think about that. Or, more, or there was an, there was it an, is it's definitely murky water. There was an inside leg kick where ninety nine percent was on the inside of the leg, and it just grazed the bottom, and, and you know, it's a, it's a full-on low blow. Entire strike is disregarded. Fighter gets five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like, that's a whole nother can of worms. That's a whole nother conversation mm. um, for me anyway, because it is tricky. Let's table that one. Okay. Let's table that one for today. Let's let's get on uh, with contested rounds. Um, and by the way, the unanimity report for UFC Vegas, number 85. 85 of these things. Uh 21 out of 25 rounds were in agreement. Mm-hmm. Really good percentage, 84%. One of these was an 8-9 split. So they're only, the judges were only on different page with regard to the winner three times out of 25. That's a that's a good mm-hmm. weekend, I think. And really, you take away the main event, everyone was having a terrific weekend, you know? It was just yeah, the one. Main, main event got a little hairy. It did, it did. Um, I don't know that we're in crazy territory necessarily with any of these. Mm. I don't know how you feel, but I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. But we'll dive into it. Of course, this is Imavov against Elise. It was a majority decision. One of our judges had it as a draw. The other scores were forty nine forty four and forty eight forty six for Imavov. So that's kind of a forty nine forty four. You're not going to see these scores happen a whole lot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we've got round one. We've got round two. We've got round four. So let's start off. With round one, man, what what's happening here? Uh, I thought it was pretty competitive, uh, especially early on. I think Imabov has th- that slight edge uh, standing. Um, I was really thinking, I was like, man, what something must crazy must happen? You know, we talking about Nate here, um, and then something does. He hurts Delidze towards the you know like the final minute ish area of the round, uh, and Delidze looks hurt, and he's eating some huge shots for like fifteen seconds straight. Gets his back taken. Continues to eat some unanswered shots as he's trying to stand up. I don't think these are, are hurting him. At least they don't appear to be. The portion before that that put them in this situation, I thought those were really solid. Um, I think we have good damage. Uh, and I think there is a small uh, duration uh, check mark here. Maybe it's probably not the threat. ideal amount of it. Yeah. Slight slight pencil it in. Sure. Uh, I do like the eight because I, 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 I thought the damage was good. I think the eight escalated very quickly for damage. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, yeah, because it, it like really didn't go anywhere, and you could just tell how badly hurt Delizze was in that situation because he's just eating eating shots. And look, I I don't know how much the judges are really able to evaluate this because the round has ended. But when Delizze gets up, he is 
in trouble. He's wobbly. You can tell he's in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if a judge like kind of can sneak a peek and just say like, how is he getting up? Because that's not that yeah. much more time before you put your score down. And it does allow you to kind of see, hey, where where did where did the actions of that mm-hmm. kind of result in in a, in an easier way? So I don't know. I don't know how judges would side on that. I'm curious. I mean, I can understand why they're on the fence here. I just prefer to cross over it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you too. It was a, it was kind of a tough call for. It's a very strange situation. Yeah, but this is why I feel like damage ought to just be like one of the main things most mm-hmm. of the time. Like if you've hit damage to a high degree, an eight should be on the table, yeah. or or a seven if it's an overwhelming degree. See, I th- I think well because once the bell rings, you're done. So you're really yes. not supposed to see how the guy's walking no, back I, to his corner. I understand that. Uh, but... and the rest of the fight stays on the ground, so you don't really know how bad badly he may be hurt he looks he looks in a bad way when he first goes down and he eats some big shots like we said but then he is standing up yeah on like all fours trying well with imabob on his back of course um well that's why that's why that's why i asked like judges probably aren't meant to do this i don't know mm -hmm. but do they do this Mm -hmm. because this that's almost like a murky area where like if they're not supposed to do it you almost kind of want them to be able to do it even just for a beat you know what i mean like yeah look just be able to see what's going on for like three seconds you know what i mean how truly hurt he is it just helps to assess the action that already happened over the course of five minutes Mm -hmm. i don't think that's bad to do Um, but but hey would it would a would a regulator like that i don't know is is jeff mullen gonna be happy if a judge tells him oh i saw him do that maybe not likely not in fact i would guess but but i'm curious i'm curious to see if that's kind of one of those things that hey they can fudge and and maybe get away with because realistically (laughs) it's still a good way it hey not for nothing it's a better way to assess what happened it's like that i think it's fair sneaky glove grab yeah (laughs) i think it's all right um but yes i i did cross over that eight too just like you but I totally get why this was a hard call. Maybe not the the call that judges Sal D'Amato and Ron McCarthy were willing to make, and they gave a nine here. But yes, yeah, so I have the eight. You have the eight. Derek Cleary has the eight. He's the out judge, but he's our judge here. What does that mean for Judge Cleary? Couchside over. <laughs> that was a good one. Right? That was a good yeah, one. He deserves it. He deserves it because that was a tricky call. I like it. I like I like the guts, the chutzpah. I can't. I didn't have the good accent there too, uh, or the the good little. <laughs> Thing. but uh yeah he hit that good job good job on that one but again could have gone either way uh cleary by the way i should i should mention because the, the scores are so uh, varied in this and i don't want to say wacky they're varied here uh it was Derek cleary who did give that 49 44 car the most lopsided of the, mm-hmm. the three sal d'amato had the 48 46 and ron mccarthy had the draw at 47 um let's go on to round two though because this is the i was the only one that was the eight nine mm-hmm. yeah i think i think imavov especially at distance, is the more effective fighter. It's close. Neither guy really landed too much. In the clinch, I don't think much is going on. Delidze's throwing some knees, you know, majority of them being Storley's, uh, some punches, uh, some foot stomps. Foot I, like stomp. the, I like the striking uh, from Imavov being more effective than what Delidze did. He did land a couple strikes here and there, but, you know, low output, not much to score for this round, really. I score for Imavov 10-9. Yeah, not a great round, especially after such a big round for Imavov, the first round. And, and he mm-hmm. is he is kind of a volume guy. So, like, to, to see that just get neutralized, mm-hmm. I don't know if he, like, needed a break or took a round off or what the deal was. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, he scored so real big in that first round. Why, why would you even give back the momentum like he did? I had it for the lead set. Mm-hmm. I, like you said, low volume, low output. 
not a whole lot happening. There's like there's like four strikes at the end of the round that each of them landed. Yeah. Those are like almost the whole round. Like everything else is kind of almost neutral. Um, and I, I gave by a hair to Lindsay, but I was very close to to Imavov here. Same judges, by the way, uh, majority, minority here. Judges D'Amato and McCarthy had Delizze just like I did. Derek Cleary had it for Imavov as the out judge. You sided with Derek Cleary here, so you're all, you're all about the the, uh, the Cleary case mm-hmm. through two rounds. Uh, no agreement among us. No. We're mortal enemies now. <laughs> round, we're going to skip to round four here. This is the last of the, the, the split rounds, contested rounds in the main event. So what's happening here? I thought this was a decent round. I, uh, I think Imavov has the clear advantage on the feet. Landed some solid shots. Delize ends up in a situation that we mentioned before, and he puts himself as the grounded guy and gets kicked in the face. Really dumb by Imavov. Can't stress enough. That was so dumb. Um, The points deducted, rightfully so. Um, in this situation, since it is a foul, mm-hmm. hopefully it's no longer a foul. Hopefully not much longer. Um, uh, and they should do what they what everyone keeps saying on social media about the the Tulsa's elbows. Give John Jones's win back. They should oh, take. Yes, they, should take the, they should give the point back to uh, Imovov here. I am. I am on. And every other fight ever. I'm on on board with John getting a win for that. I, uh, let's I overturn it. It's it. not gonna matter. It matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on restart, Delize is a madman. Uh, which actually forces a clinch from Imavov, uh, but Delize is the one that uh, gets the takedown, doesn't really do much. Uh, back on the feet, Imavov lands some good ones. Delize landed a couple good ones. Uh, I don't think he really ever surpassed anything Imavov did, so I'm on Imavov, 10-9. Yeah, same. I, you have to obviously discount the kick. That doesn't the kick play doesn't into count, it, sure. No. But I still, I still think Imavov has it. Imavov's a frustrating fighter. Because you can tell that there's moments where he can take over a fight. Mm-hmm. But then there's moments where he's just not doing it for one reason or another. I don't know that that was because of Delize or not. I mean, we've got some more film of Imovov and in different fights. And I feel like this is a recurring thing I've seen from him. Maybe I'm not being fair. But, yeah, it's not uh, it's not what you want to be. Seeing, mm. Especially if he's going to become a contender or something like that. You know, like the, in theory, you take you get a win like over Delize, who's kind of like in the... the you the outside of the mix, right? Not by mm-hmm. much. This should put him in a better position. You know, recent loss is to Sean Strickland, which is not that bad a loss now. It certainly looks pretty oh, good. Definitely not now. Yeah. Ever since he went on to win the title, right? But like, he's just going to run into guys who are not going to give him that break. I don't think that someone like the champion right now, Drix Duplessis, is going to give that kind of break to no. him. I, I think he's going to pour it on. It's going to be a problem. Um, but as far as the scoring, yeah, we're on the same page. We saw it the same. Technically a 10-9 all the way to a 9-9 because of the point deduction. Uh, we had it for Imavov as the round. Judge Cleary and D'Amato had that. Whereas Ron McCarthy gave the round to Delize, which makes it a 10-8 on his card. That is how he ended up at a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely one of those fights that I walked away from saying, well, Imavov definitely won. No question. Yeah. I mean, he lost the point. That's on him. But you kind of, you look at this and it's like, man, the work that was being done by Delize when he won these rounds is just so small. Yeah, it, it's it just goes so back small. to last week where it passed judgment. Yeah. yeah. The Wonder Boy rounds were small, but the Woodley rounds were big. Yeah. <sighs> just it, it nags at me that we can't get a, a scoring system. And I, I don't know what you would do here to get it there, you know, but it, there should be a scoring system that makes it easier for well, I, I think rounds it, to be dis- differentiated. I think... With a little more lenient 10-8. Everyone's on it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. One, Absolutely. So. We're only talking about it. We're talking about an 8 or a 7 at that point. Yeah. I think. Um, and that definitely makes it easier for Judge McCarthy in this case probably to 
Uh, and, and probably Judge Damato. I imagine they'd be both at least at an eight. So yeah. then you wouldn't even have a draw on the card because, look, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme. But you look at this and it's like, man, this fight wasn't as close as a draw, even with the point deduction. Mm-hmm. But but you can defend. Uh, Ron McCarthy can absolutely defend his scorecard. I want to. Yeah, of course. I want to stress that his card is defensible. And but it's also one of those ones taken. that you look at it. It's like, really? <laughs> But also with the point taken, yeah, uh, sure, he has Imovov winning. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So no, no one's at fault other than you know the system, man. It's the system, man. It is. Yeah. Um, only one more round to go, man, and it isn't that heavyweight fight. I was so (laughs) disappointed when this this started the card. It it, like took me out. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, all right, I gotta go deal. But here's get out of here. No, but here's the thing. I love the heavyweight curtain jerker because you can just skip it. Get it over you with. just say, all right, it's not going to interrupt the flow of anything. It's like, listen, you're telling me this starts at 530? I'll tune in at 6. Yeah, but the, you know, to be honest, it started out as such an interesting fight until they got tired. I'll be honest. I so, saw that I only had to watch one round of this, and I watched only one round okay. of this fight. Yeah, I, I actually... <laughs> it was heavyweight MMA. I'm not going to watch more than I need to. I thought rounds one and two, for the most part, were actually... Pretty entertaining, pretty decent. Fight. All right. So, well, I'm round... not going to go back to watch it, but I'll trust you. Uh, uh, we're we're talking about round three, though. Jamal Pogues getting the win over Thomas Peterson, like we said. Peterson in his debut. Uh, the scores were 29-28 and a 30-27, but only round three is split here. Pogues won the first two rounds. Sound like the judges, or not the judges, actually, but the the live scores, the, the live odds, I the should say. The live scores and were, were leaning toward Peterson through two rounds when I tuned in. I was like, okay. And I knew the result at this point, so I was kind of surprised. So I think their algorithm goes off numbers. And I think Peterson did have the volume edge mm-hmm. um, in these both of these first rounds. So You're probably right. it's possible that that threw it off. It feels um, like the betters have ways to make money if they understand how fights are scored. If they do, yeah. Yeah. Some Most li- Yeah, live live betting. Live From a live betting yeah. perspective, exactly. Um, but anyway, so yeah, let's, let's talk about this round three. Because it's our job. Round three, close round on the feet, pre-eye poke. Yeah. P- Post-eye poke, I think Peterson uh, pulls ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, simple as that. It happened completely on the feet. Um, it was later in the in the fight that that happened. Though. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was close before that. Post that, I thought Peterson uh, takes it. So 10-9 him. I had Pogues a little further ahead before the poke. Okay. So because of that, I, I didn't quite get Peterson. Obviously, Peterson, you're right. He does win after the poke when he mm-hmm. has diminished his opponent. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, that's why you take the point. And uh, I, I just did, couldn't quite get him over the top. But it was close. It's no reason he couldn't go the other way. Even this round wasn't a terrible round of, of heavyweight MMA. This was. I can imagine this being a perfectly, probably upper tier heavyweight MMA fight. Honestly, they, <laughs> they had better cardio than expected. For, for, for a couple their, guys who weighed in over 260, yes, yeah, absolutely. Better cardio. Yeah. So And Pogues in particular does not have, let's say, the most ideal uh, physique if he was to become a, a, a pro wrestler, right? Well, wrestling's his weak point, according to DC. He's well, like, I'm just saying. It, yes. Peterson completely gave up on his wrestling well, you know very that, early in the fight. You know how that sexual so. predator, Vincent McMahon, loves uh, loves guys with, with uh, amazing <laughs> physiques. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, purport, is, purported sex offender. Vince yes. is gone. Yeah. He's, he's done. Mm-hmm. But the legacy lives on. And that is it. That is it from uh, this weekend's warehouse fights. More warehouse fights. <sighs> well, we'll get to those in a second. We, we want to talk about the finishes. Yeah, finishes, some finishes yeah. here. Five of them. Four by... Uh, there was no There was no straight-up KOs. It was all TKO. Is that what it was? 
Teak slash KO. I mean, they're not drastically different, but you know, it's it's always curious. I don't I don't think there was actually any KOs. Okay, okay, that's what I was. I'm not sure. Anyway, too bad there's no way to verify that. There is. (laughs) Fair enough. Four four uh, four fights end by strikes. One fight ends by submission. Four fights ended in the first round. That doesn't count the no contest, right? This is not including the no contest. Okay. Yeah. I thought about putting that in there. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I mean I watched all the finishes, but I again I'm it's it's been a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time. Uh, what was your finish? Uh, your meatball favorite? Molly, mm-hmm. uh, noted striker, telling everyone to shove it with a buzzer beater armbar that looked like definitely broke or dislocated uh, 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 Belbeats's arm. Yeah, Laura Sanko said it definitely popped. I think I think she's right. Uh, she was she was in pain. So I mean. I really appreciate this because she was just striking for a while, mm-hmm. and then you know the clacker went off, and she's like, "All right, give me that arm, <laughs> rip it off." And uh, a woman after I, your own heart. I did like that. So yeah. What about you? Uh, so I had a tough call. I was between uh, Tamagarimbo mm-hmm. with his knockout, which was quick, and, and you know, it was a fun overhand. It was you know it was a sloppy overhand that kind of mm-hmm. landed in the right spot and just put him down right because he's got a lot of power. Um, and he's got you know a great mission that he wants to do in, in Zimbabwe, help mm-hmm. people there. Uh, but I did go with Randy Brown because him punching a hole straight through Muslim Salikov's chest with that straight right uh, was violent <laughs> and yeah. and just deadly accurate. They they were saying he called that combo in the in the fighters meeting with the with uh, DC and Laura Sango. I missed that. That's interesting. They said yeah he was gonna one one two is what Laura Sango kept saying he mm-hmm. was calling and that he had double jab and right hand. Yeah, that particular right was just nat. I mean it. it he his fist basically stopped like about two feet past the chin where it landed. So he really like he didn't just throw a punch. He threw, punched right through. Which hey, if you've got it, boom, that you got to do. So I uh that remind that just triggered something in my head. Uh-huh. You watched Kingdom? I have seen one episode of Kingdom. Oh okay, <laughs> all right, never mind then. I I keep meaning to go back to it, but uh, keep- as as you know, Dan, I've been uh I've been watching a lot of that '70s show. Yes, which I'm sure you're proud of. We're all all right. Yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind for if you do ever go back to it, punching through something. Okay. Keep that in mind. All right. I will. Right. I will. I will get back to that. It's yeah. a, I don't know if I'm going to love it, but I, I feel like I have to watch it. It is It is such a dirty side of the sport. Well. So. Look. I guess that's more interesting. One of my favorite. Show. One of my favorite shows of all time. And maybe you yeah. feel this way, yeah. too. I think you know what I'm going to say. Yes. Playmakers. Yeah. That was a good show. It was an amazing football show on ESPN. I love that show. I hate that. The NFL probably torpedoed it because they're like, even though it wasn't the NFL, they're like, yo, this makes us look bad. It's like, well, your players make it look bad. You guys make it look bad. So maybe it's you guys. But anyway, they did shoot down that show. It's probably the same idea, right? Am I wrong or I haven't watched? I guess it's it's similar. What I took away from that is I was just shocked knowing Omar Gooding from Smart Guy, and then now he's in Playmakers. Slash what um what was what was the the show on Nickelodeon? Do you remember the show? I do know. I know exactly what you're talking. I don't know the name of the show though. Um, Wild and Crazy Kids. Wild and Crazy Kids. Yes, yes. That's how I knew him for first. <laughs> he was also on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, which I love. That oh, that's show. I used, good show, I used to watch yeah. it with my mom. Um, yeah, Omar Gooding. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was kind of a not nice guy. No. <laughs> Loves cocaine though. Hey. Sure did. Hey. Who doesn't? I, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. I don't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was just such a layup. I know, I know. But anyway, yeah. So th- that was, I guess that I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not the cocaine thing, but the, the when yeah. I'm watching King. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, speaking of watching old MMA things, I was talking to you about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I have a confession to make. I'll make this on the air. Look, I've I've definitely seen some of the old fights. And when I say old, I mean like no holds barred days. I've seen some of them. And mm-hmm. I've seen pieces of things. But I never sat down, especially way back, and I never sat down and just watched UFC 1 or UFC 2 or UFC 3. I never watched them. And I kind of want to do that. I feel like I just need to do it. It's like the, the sport is almost like a different thing entirely from what it was. But I feel like I got to watch it. So I was thinking, and I, as you know, Dan, uh, sharing with our listeners here, I think what we should do is every week you and I should watch. And I don't know how much you had watched of these over time. Yeah, I've seen I've seen most. Are you bleeding? Yeah, I just picked the scab. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Disgusting. Dan's just covered in blood now. What are you going to do? <laughs> God, um, appropriate given what we're talking about, of course, because we're gonna watch those no whole bar days. Just bleed. How much have you? How much have you watched of those? Do you, like, are uh, you so, like me, or have you watched more than me? So I've I've watched more than you. Okay, I've definitely seen one through ten. I don't recall the teens. Uh, I definitely seen. I think it's thirty three. Is the first Zufa event. 39 something like that is it 30 i, th- I could have swore it was even earlier but maybe you're not because I, rem- I whatever whatever when zufa took over and they actually started making you know the dvds mm-hmm. and everything blockbuster clearance rack every friday i was you know, it was like two for ten bucks I, was, I just stocked up on them yeah i've seen them so they're in a pile somewhere and <laughs> i think they used to be in this room um but yeah so we, I, what i think we should do dan is I only want to go through like basically the 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 nhb period right before before uh um before it was really declared to be mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. right? The human cockfighting period. Yeah, we'll call it yeah. that. No, <laughs> the holes barred days. Yeah. That's really what it is. So, so I think it's like the first seventeen UFCs were like tournament format, right? So and then t- after that, they moved. Away. There was like one more. I want to say like okay. in Japan, maybe is that the one that? Uh, um, should we, we should Sakuraba watch the prides one? too. I mean, we should do that too. But I've I've actually seen a lot more of the prides than I have of mm-hmm. uh, the, the early UFC days. Um. Maybe we'll be selective about that, but, we, but let's go through. Let's once a week. We'll, we can talk about it a little bit on the show, just you know, a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, once a week, we're gonna watch one of those UFCs all the way through seventeen. Okay. Sound good with you? Sounds good. Let's do it. So we'll start with one for next week. Yeah, yeah. I think we could do that. Um, but that's uh, to to kind of put a a bottle cap on uh, UFC Vegas eighty five. That's it for that one. Let's move on to. The next warehouse show, UFC Vegas 86. I think this has a little bit more appeal in terms of its middleweight main event, which as yeah. many as, as middleweight main events go, why do they keep giving them to us in, in 2024? Three out of four fights, main events, middleweight. Here's the thing. I like Jack Hermanson and I love Joe I Pfeiffer. like Jack Hermanson. So, I know you like Joe Pfeiffer. The thing is, I'm kind of shocked Joe Pfeiffer's getting a main event so fast. I'm not. I'm not. They're pushing him hard. And he's good. Like he is good. He's he, good. I think he's proved he belongs. I agree. Uh, Hermance is a, a big step up. I don't know if, the, if that's, that's the right I mean. step, like, but it's it's, it's so... a good step. I think. Hey, why not? Let's see how he how he does. That's okay. Hey, why not? Let's see how Bo Nickel does in a title fight. <laughs> this is very different than that. Let's go. This is so different. You can put Bo Nickel in there against Jack Hermance, and that'd have been okay. I'd been cool. With that, I'd be yeah. fine with that. But but neither way. Um, I like this fight as far as middleweight. I... I know. Main it's events a, go. It's fine. It's it better really, than the last one. It's a big jump from Abdul Razak Al Hassan to Jack Hermanson. Yeah, but Al Hassan hits really hard and he passed that test. Um, Hermanson, very tricky on the ground. Let's see how he does with that test. Yeah. They're just throwing different, right. different challenges at him. I, I like it. I do. I do. You're usually I don't know against if pushing. It, but I don't think it's that crazy. I think he's actually accomplished a little bit, Joe Pfeiffer. He's not, he's a prospect, but he's not like. Bo Nichols very new to MMA. To the whole sport. Joe Pfeiffer's not 
quite that. Right. You've, I've seen prospects come up, and this is a—it's a tough test. It's maybe just a little honestly, higher, but it's—it's—I it's, think it's fine. Honestly, at middleweight, you can do anything. And they really. need new blood. Actually, so, they need new yeah. blood. So you know what? Go for it. Do do you? This was fine. I have no problem with this matchmaking. I really don't. Um, so I'm I'm all in. Obviously, it's in Nevada, so we'll get the same type of judges who will hopefully once again turn another great week. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had one last week. We'll hopefully have another one this week, and you know. Maybe we'll actually have referees that take points for eye pokes that really damage their opponent. <laughs> but there are none, so that is what it is. <laughs> I challenge you, referees, take a- points. A- Eric McCracken made a comment. He's, take points, he said, cowards. He said, MMA fighters, you get, you get one eye poke, two low blows, I'm and always... five free fence grabs. Use them wisely. I know. I'm always joking about that, too. Um, but you're right. Eric, Eric, Eric uh, is, is on point for that one. Uh, other fights on the card. I like Danny Gay, Andre Feely. That's a fine fight. They're they're That's fun. Fight, they always yeah. come to bang. Um, this is actually a, like a not not a step up for Feely, but it's it's I think it's the first time he's fought a like a rank guy. So okay. good to see. He's been in the he's been grinding for a while. Mm-hmm. Brad Tavares, Bruce Hobocop. Uh, yeah, Robocop, I'm, I'm, Robocop. How do you say? It? I believe we're still calling him Robocop, even though okay. he is Brazilian. Okay. Um, Hobocop would imply a different thing, at oh, least okay. in English. Um, Brad Tavares fights are strange because they're not boring, but they're not overly exciting generally. Which is weird because so many Hawaiians come to really bang, like Danny Gay usually does. And I think he... not that Brad Tavares doesn't come to bang, but usually his fights are a little more measured, a little I don't know. There's like a there's like a cap in how exciting a Brad Tavares fight's gonna be. I think I think it comes from him his tough the other, you know, Brazilian uh characteristic is that, you know, they they're typically very tough. Oh, we're talking about Robocop now? Hawaiians, I said. Oh. Oh, yes, I yeah. see. Yeah. But Gregory Rodriguez, I'm I'm always interested in him. Like to see what Obama yeah. does this week. <laughs> um and that's what we'll we'll see what's happening in the cage there <laughs> i also this is the one that you didn't you highlighted those two before i even got to this but i this was one i picked out max griffin against jeremiah wells at uh welterweight i like this one yeah and max max griffin comes to back I like his max fights griffin, get very yeah. bloody uh and they're usually fun jeremiah wells has been interesting too so i i think i think sleeper fight of the night okay sleeper we'll and, say and the near 500 michael johnson still going <laughs> you never know what you're getting with Michael Johnson. I almost highlighted that one too. Who, who's he fighting again? What's Darius his... Flowers. Darius Flowers. I don't. I'm not familiar with that name. So that's that. I think that was the main reason I didn't highlight that one. But you never know what you're getting with Michael Johnson because mm. he comes out there and he can beat anybody or he can lose to anybody. <laughs> He's really and, and, cold. and the fact that his record is basically 500 after what 24, mm-hmm. 25 fights, something like that. 40. No, no, no. Uh, oh, in, in the, the UFC, UFC. Oh, in the okay, UFC in I'm particular. Sure. Um, I think. Yeah, he's it's very indicative of the fighter he actually is. <laughs> he's thirteen and fifteen in the UFC. I'll put it this way: I will be stunned that if if he doesn't lose in the first round, I'll be stunned if he loses the first round. Okay, he always <laughs> wins the first round and then almost always blows it somewhere <laughs> if he doesn't actually get that finish. That you look back at his record, man, he wins a lot of first rounds. He really does. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable how many he wins and versus how many fights he actually ends up losing. But I, 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 I'm interested to see how that goes. I guess just because of him, you, just, you never know. It's it's a crash. He beat Dustin Poirier. He beat Dustin Poirier at a main event <laughs> in a big spot, and then he goes out and gets destroyed by Khabib. But you know, yeah, yeah. Most people got destroyed by Khabib when they fought them. Most liking contested rounds. Well, you picked this one out, sir. Why don't you tell me? Uh, Adolfo Vieira and Armin Petrosian. Why'd you pick this one? I don't know. <laughs> All right, I like. I it. just wanted to get. I just wanted to get Vieira mentioned. But you're not super excited for it. It's oh no, nah, I think it's gonna be a good fight. Okay, All right. uh, or I'm uh, maybe maybe not 
to everyone, but I think it'll be an interesting fight for me. Well, I'm going to say it's a round so. one submission so that we don't talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Fair. We'll see. Because otherwise, Vieto might get a little tired and then it won't be mm. fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go clean the blood off yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it. We'll be back again next week. I may have something uh, interesting to talk about. That's right. There's uh, there's some things in the works. We'll, we'll hopefully be able to share, especially from Dan. Yep. And... Otherwise, we'll still be back with uh, the warehouse fights. Yay, warehouse fights and, and the Super Bowl. We're, we're actually going to record before the Super Bowl. Before so. the Super Bowl, so we won't know who won. We'll just pretend we saw it. Taylor Swift is definitely in the building. So, so they, well, honestly, I don't even know if she's supposed to be. Oh, she'll be there. You think so? Yeah. Hope, my wife hopes so. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Take care, y'all.